Okay, Rob, why don't you take us back to the beginning? You know, we got together at the University of Montana, and uh, Steve Riddle and I were playing in Jubileers together, and then we kind of, uh, after Jubileers, we were playing in different bands, and, and it's kind of a funny story. Steve went flying by in his Triumph, and I was sitting on the porch of my house in Missoula, and I just recognized him, although he had a lot, his hair was a lot longer than the last time I'd seen him. <laughs> and so I just yelled him, I kind of yelled him down, and, and uh, we got together. And we kind of started as a three-piece. So with uh, We added Terry Robinson, and our first engagement together as a three-piece was the last engagement for a group called Sperry Grade, which had Christian Johnson and Greg Reichenberg. And so we were just so impressed with the two of them that we, we uh, convinced them to join our band. And this was um, early 70s in Missoula. And so we got together and, and just started playing, uh, of course, around Montana. And then we, uh, we went from there to the kind of playing the Rocky Mountain corridors in the West. And then in 73, we took off for uh, New York City and just, uh, you know, with stars in our eyes. And then for, uh, for probably the next decade, you know, we, we toured around the entire United States, you know, playing all kinds of festivals and, and just rocking and rolling on the road. What are your memories of the Aberday Kegers when you guys uh, headlined that keg or, or essentially headlined, as in the fans were the most wild when uh, the Mission <laughs> Mountain Wood Band was on stage? What are some of your memories of those days? You know, I have to say that some of my most incredible moments on stage were with the Aberday Kegger. I remember in 1978, there were 13,000 people there. And, and for those that were there, of course, it was a rodeo grounds that was out on Lower Miller Creek Road. And then behind the, outside the arena, there was this huge hill that went up, and it was just literally playing to an entire wall of people. And, um, you know, it was just always the, the, the engagement that we thought about, you know, what, no matter where we were in the country. You know, I remember one year we, were, we, we finished a gig in New York City, and we had to be in Missoula, so we, we hopped in our bus, and, and uh, 39 hours later we rolled into Missoula to get ready for the Haberday Kegger. And it was just always such a great um, sense of... Uh, of expectation and, you know, of course, getting to play with some of the greatest, our favorite bands around the country. And uh, so to me, it was, it was always the highlight of the year. Do people still uh, come up to you and talk to you about those days? You know, they really do. And uh, it's, it's really fun to, uh, cause everybody has their great memories about Abra Day and, and some, and of course, some of the stories. And, and um, I wrote a song about Abra Day and it goes, uh, if you're still here when there's no more beer, and they haven't had to haul you away, you ought to get a medal for being a survivor of the annual Aber Day. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. What are some of the other wild parties you guys played or some, some other memorable moments on stage? Well, I think that, uh, you know, it was, that was a great thing about Mission Mountain Woodband. You, you know, we could be playing for any type of audience anywhere. I mean, there's a movie out about the Hells Angels that, uh, and we played this boat party, you know, for them in New York City. Um, it was actually on a ferry, one of those big ferry ships that they had uh, commandeered. I shouldn't say commandeered. They had rented for this big Hells Angels party, and uh, we got to play with uh, Jerry Garcia and um, Elephant's Memory was another band that was uh, John Lennon's backup band at that time, and also um, then uh, Bo Diddley was, was of course playing as well. And that was one of the wildest nights of my life, I'll tell <laughs> But, uh, you know, then we could be, the next night we could be playing um, with the world's greatest jazz band in uh, Mr. Kelly's in, in Chicago, you know. So 
there was just it was just amazing um, the the range of the types of engagements that Mission Mountain would do. You know, of course, we'd be playing in some you know small little club in in uh, New York City or or playing at the Palomino in Los Angeles. I mean, it was just such a great variety. Did the documentary Never Long Gone did that capture it pretty well? What what the Mission Mountain Wood Band was all about? You know, it really did. I was so proud of it, Montana PBS. You know, and. Uh, and I was really gratified, you know, that uh, you know not, they did such a great job of you know capturing the essence, and uh, they got pretty much everything you know spot on. And um, I was so gratified that they won so many awards for their documentary. I think it won, um, it got two Emmys, and it won uh, the Montana Broadcasters uh, TV Show of the Year, and I think it also won a Cinna Award too, uh, which was a national award. So, so um, yeah, kudos to Montana PBS for doing such a great job. Rob, as you uh, were with the Mission Mountain Wood Band, still with and playing, when you look out on the, as Led Zeppelin put it, the ocean of fans, uh, who do you see out there? What it, who who is a Mission Mountain Wood Band fan? You know, that's the thing is, it could be it could be anybody. I mean, that was that was the thing that we always strove for. We didn't really want to limit our fan base to any one type of demographic. You know, we we. Uh, we felt like we we could play for everybody, and and I think that we did. We we definitely achieved that um, because I grew up over in Cutbank, you know, of course, uh, where in the North Country we would have these um, these great country dances, you know, these square dances in effect, where the whole family would come. And so I had an early sense from the time I was a little kid about how important it is, you know, to have something where an entire family can come and enjoy, you know music, you know, instead of just having us all separated, I think that, you know, we all need to be together. And I think that was, that was always the underlying theme for Mission Mountain Woodband shows. Nobody, uh, nobody around here believes me, but I saw you guys play in Bozeman when I was in third grade. I begged my parents to take me because they had, uh, they had In Without Knocking in their vinyl collection. And I swear you guys opened for, or, or the, the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders opened for you or vice versa. Do you remember anything about that? You know, I do, and uh, the other band members say that I have the best memory, <laughs> and I, I remember that like it was yesterday. And, uh, yes, I and it was wild because we did open for them. And, uh, you know, they were very good, too. Um, they had, uh, they had, of course, they had their regular routines, but they also had this incredible singer that, uh, that was with them, too. And uh, so that was such a fun night, you know, and, and you can imagine how, uh, how Bozeman turned out for that. And the payoff on that was that years later, um, and it was—I think it wasn't years later. It was only just a short time later. We were rolling through Texas, and uh, we realized we had a night off, and there was a, a Cowboys game. So we contacted, you know, some of the gals that we became friends with, and they actually got us into the game. And so, uh, so that was kind of a fun little connection there. <laughs> Going on the road tomorrow up to...